Welcome everyone to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our preview for week number nine, question mark. So for the last podcast, I said it was our recap of week 12 and no one caught me. And so if you listen to the audio, it, I had I edited myself in saying eight. So it says like, welcome to our review cap of week eight. And I tried to make it as very obvious as an AD, like ADRs as possible because I was... I don't know what I was doing that night. Are you Spencer's alt? Is that how this works? I've, apparently, like, I'm like, like, this isn't a joke. I thought, like, it was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Jordan's just, like, forgetful. No, apparently Jordan can't count weeks anymore. It's a real problem. Math is hard. Math is super hard. This could be the price that you pay for the statistics, that once in a while, numbers just become haunted territory for you. Exactly. Or, or as you learn about statistics, at some point, exact numbers really don't matter there's a confidence interval. So this is like week nine plus or minus two or three weeks, honestly. Welcome to with, week N plus one. With me as always is Commissioner Escalante. <laughs> and tonight we have two special guests. We have our West Virginia representative, Beth, and our pit representative, Pit Girl. Beth, how are you tonight? I'm splendid. I just got done yelling at 300 middle schoolers and I've never been happier. <laughs> oh, it feels so good. Pit Girl, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have not been yelling at middle schoolers, and I'm also very happy not to have done that. <laughs> and Kamish, how's your week going? Today has been quite eventful. I, I did so much stuff in a shortened period of time. Um, we did this this weird thing with my my kiddo, the trunk or treat. Oh school, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I'm not I'm not sure of this concept. Like, I, it's just like you know when when I was growing up, it's like you don't go to somebody's trunk. For, yeah, for no, stuff. that yeah, in a part that's where you get thrown in. Yeah, I mean, you, you get thrown in, and and then now it's like parade your kid around to get candy from strangers in a parking lot from their trunks. At least this one was associated with a school, so yeah. I mean, I, I could see his teacher there, so that that felt a little bit better. The experience, which was weird, and he did good, but then he saw some costumes which were a little bit advanced for elementary school. Some of the like the sixth graders went a little bit heavy with the. The gore, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he he didn't last too long, so which which was great for me. So uh, other than that, I'm doing great. I, I'm really looking forward to this week because th- this week finally, like the sickos weeks, sometimes like the past two or three weeks, like nothing called to us. Like nothing was like this is the one. This is gonna be the game of the week. Mm-hmm. Like this this week, it's it's we got one. Let's struggle for me personally to try to rank them let's let's struggle for the committee to try to sort it out we don't have to put this one up to a twitter poll vote because i I think almost everybody's gonna be in agreement with this one so i want to share with you guys to start with a story that i posted the other day on twitter but i want to talk about this game i found i was originally looking for the record number of receptions or fumbles in a game and i came across a game from 1987 it is the night that Houston cornerback Johnny Jackson set the NCAA record for interceptions returned for a touchdown in a single game. He returned three in a single game. Three pick sixes, same person, against the Longhorns. So this was an old Southwest Conference game. So it is November 7th, 1987, and it's the Astrodome. The Astrodome at that point was pretty rough in 87, and it lasted for another couple years. So Texas comes into this game four and three with a win over ranked Arkansas. Houston comes in one and six. And their only win was a four-point victory over Sam Houston State. Houston was not having a great year. First half is back and forth. And Texas goes up by 14 going into the third. So it's 34 to 20. And then Houston scores 40 unanswered points in a quarter and a half. Texas threw three interceptions. They went back for touchdowns in a single quarter. Same quarterback that did it? I want to say no. 
They switched okay. quarterbacks at some point well, and the pain so. continued. Oh, no. oh, that guy would have been a Detmer all-timer. <laughs> he would have. <laughs> Texas lost by 20, even though they had over 600 yards of offense. Texas lost by 20, even though they had 250 more yards of offense than Houston. Guys, these numbers just don't make sense. Very, very haunting, appropriate for Halloween week. It's it, it's just so, like 40 unanswered points, guys. Haven't seen that happen since uh, UCLA did that against Washington State. Wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> And was that, the, that was the Connor Halliday seven touchdown game, right? Yeah, I that watched was, that at like two o'clock in the morning on a laptop in college, and it was amazing. Yep. See, I mean, again, you're up at two a.m. watching. You're in school at at Pitt watching mm-hmm. Wazoo at two a.m. on a laptop. So again, th- there is your. You know, you, we didn't need any qualification for the sickos committee, but mm-hmm. you know that it's, doing that right there. There you go. That that is yeah, your sickos resume. Sitting, that and sitting through the entirety of 2014 Pitt Georgia Tech, which Jordan's story reminds me of, because Pitt fumbled <laughs> five times in the first quarter and oh. then proceeded to lose 28-56. Georgia Tech Georgia Tech got 28 points off of the four fumbles. The game would have been competitive if Pitt hadn't coughed the ball up four times in the first quarter. Uh-oh. Can I say also that the Texas quarterback it says he only threw five passing touchdowns, but that's not really true. <laughs> Seven. He really threw. He really threw nine. Okay. Or combined, the team threw nine passing touchdowns. Okay. It just didn't all go in the right direction. That's yeah, that's true. So I feel like we're undercrediting him here. So for Halloween week, we start off on Thursday night with some ACC slander. <laughs> Virginia Tech at North Carolina State. North Carolina State should be in charge of this thing, but they're missing a lot of pieces. And Virginia Tech is Virginia Tech. I you feel like it. Virginia Tech is is kind of bottoming out this year a little bit because Man, I, you said that about Miami last time and you almost sent me into hysterics about okay. like teams bottoming out. Hey, it's okay. Like you don't have to portal your way to magic for like a year. Uh, you want to build up your recruiting base. You have to do something like that. But, you know, again, and sometimes the portal doesn't work. And I mean, what Virginia Tech got a, a portal QB from Marshall. Uh, Grant Wells, a, a Detmer darling. A Denver uh, darling. You know, again, really not too much talent on the offense. The defense looks great uh, for Virginia Tech, but great, you know, great is, man, I got to couch that. It looks okay. Looks great better. is great is overselling things a lot. You want me to like give that like a, a three out of five? Great. Like Ooh, a, that's man above average. What, what is, uh, let's, let's look up Virginia Tech's defensive rating. I'm seeing 50th. Yeah. I okay. See 50th. That's, that's, that is, Above technically average. above average. Uh, above points, average. Points, uh, opposition points per game is 62nd out of 132. So uh, average. So not great. Average. There you okay. go. It's, was it, was it 3.1 Rotogen? Not great, not terrible. So, Pit Girl, do I need to watch this game? No. No one should watch anything that's happening in the ACC right now that does not involve Syracuse or Clemson. Look away. Your your eyes will be burned. Even as sicko, Sicko's committee members, you should wear protective goggles. No one should look at this. Do not. Is is the ACC the Ark of the Covenant now? Is that the problem? Yes. Don't look in there. But like, it's it's not, you know, like at least the Ark of the Covenant melted the Nazis. Yeah. This is just not not achieving anything good for anyone. Don't look what in if there. The, what if the Ark of the Covenant, but instead of melting your eyes, just was kind of painful, kind of just kind of annoying. <laughs> like, look away, look away. Oh, this just, oh, this is uncomfortable. Oh, I don't like this at all. This feels, this feels weird. 
Irk Week, the conference. God, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Irk Week, the conference, and we have and we keep dumping our irkiest member on the ACC regional networks. <laughs> it's as if everything is just slightly out of focus enough that the harder you look at it, the worse your headache becomes. Yeah, that's exactly okay. You know what? That's exactly I mean, that's- it. That's probably what West Virginia, uh, Virginia Tech is probably the best game that West Virginia played end to end all year. And it only made me angry. It was just nothing but rage. <laughs> what if, what if, what if a magic eye, but there was no picture? Right. What if there was a magic, what if magic eye, but there was just nothing to see? You crossed your eyes and tried to stare at it and there was just nothing there. Mm-hmm. ACC. Enjoy ACC football. <laughs> Eat at Arby's. On Thursday as well, Sunbelt, Fun Belt. These Thursday night Sunbelt games are getting a lot of fun. Raging Cajuns at Southern Miss. Our style guide requires we call them Raging Cajuns and not whatever school they actually are, or else we get fired from this podcast. Sorry. Southern Miss has been playing close games and the Raging Cajuns, I'll have to bleep that, I'll have to bleep that, have have not looked great this year. In fact, they're probably one of my more disappointing teams this year. I I feel like these two... They're relatively close, like, proximity-wise, which is is good. Really, you could just drive, uh, like, I-10 within maybe about three, three and a half hours of each other, mm-hmm. which is great. That's how the Sun Belt is basically built itself. The, the Cajuns look a little bit better this year. They look, you know, pretty bad. They That that win they had against Marshall, which was nice uh, at Marshall, they looked really good in that game. Southern Miss always plays a weird heart attack game. They always play something close, and it's always seemingly coming down to the last minutes. I, I feel like that's probably going to happen here again, uh, and, and it'll probably be best to look at this game compared to the ACC game where the Magic Eye pictures, it was all a hoax. There was never anything. You, you guys just tried to cross your eyes and imagine things. So, But we said that last time, and last time the ACC game on Thursday was way better than the Sunbelt game. Because that Southern Alabama Troy game was not not great. That was that ten so, to six, whatever it was. So, so the Virginia at Georgia Tech game was way better. It was different. It was more entertaining. I would say that. Yeah, it was seven turnovers, so that was fun. Yes. Yeah, what are we, what are we as the Sickos committee defining as good? That's, <laughs> that's the real that's, question. That's, I have no idea. It's what, just what, like, was, I was like it was better. But what's no. the Supreme Court? What's the Supreme Court thing about obscenity? I'll note when I see it. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I'll know it when I see it. Or, or guys, you could be watching the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, no, thank you. That's too degenerate even for us. No, you're watching the Bucks. Like, rethink what you've done. Okay, also on Thursday night at 9 p.m. on Fox Sports, the Pac-12 has a game. Utah at Washington State. Pullman on a Thursday night. Why? That's because ha- it's Halloween weekend and it's haunted. You you cannot tell me that Pullman on Thursday night is not like deeply inhabited by a lot of weird shit. I assume that Pullman on a Thursday night is haunted by boxes of fireball. Respect the firebox. The firebox. I gotta find me a firebox. I gotta find me a firebox. I don't think you can go down the street in Pennsylvania without encountering at least three of them. Any street. God. That's the one thing that the like the state liquor store is not weird about is Fireball. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Fireball is everywhere. It's the only thing you can get it at the beer distributor. It's the only liquor you can get at the beer distributor. Pretty much. There's got. There's got. There has to be something in Pennsylvania where it's like it's not. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a liquor. It's a. It's Fireball. It's a beer. It's just a strong. It's a strong beer. Listen, this is Doctor Fireball's medicinal tonic. <laughs> oh God. You know what? I like Doctor Pepper and whiskey. It's like one of my like college drinks. I like that combination. Dr. Pepper and Fireball. 
absolutely sounds like something they would give to like children to like cure the croup or something. Like, oh, he's got the croup. Give him some fireball and Dr. Pepper. He'll be fine. Baby wouldn't stop crying. So I just grabbed the Dr. Pepper and fireball and put it on his gums. Uh huh. Exactly. Oh, yep. And then baby was super happy. On Friday night, we have two games that I don't know that I feel really strongly about either way. 7 p.m. on ESPN2, East Carolina at BYU. Anyone? I have no strong like on-field opinion about this, but I enjoy the culture clash here. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. Like I, I've been down to an ECU game before, and I want this game to be on-field as interesting as it could be, and I just, I don't see it. BYU got palindrome by Liberty last week, 41-14. And I mean, East Carolina beat up UCF last week, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, they so, did. So I don't... I don't know what's going to happen on the field. I'm just curious. Really, I'm just curious what's going to happen in this game. The culture clash is great. It's on. I'm going to watch. I I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, we'll get the the backdrop of the mountains in Provo. So that's always fun to look at. I'm sure there'll be some weird crowd shots. Yeah, there'll be some, you know, strange behavior from the, the students there and Eating the the giant cougar tail donut. Uh, oh, but we do get we do get Cosmo, and we get their yes. championship hip hop dance team. The national champion hip hop dance team. BYU, That's right. National championship hip hop. We got to mention that, of course. Yeah, definitely. I I don't know what's gonna happen in this game. I don't even know the line. I don't even know the percentages. But I just wanna I wanna go into this game blind. Yeah. Done with work. Throw this on. Just watch it, and then just zone out watching this one. Friday night yeah. college football vibes only. The next game is one that I'm super excited about, though. Louisiana Tech at FIU. Let me sell you on this game. First off, on the CBS Sports Network, so we get the music. Okay. Two, it's at FIU. So we're at that that field that looks like it's always wet. Nope. At that stadium where the camera angle is really weird. And it's a CBS crew, though, so they're not using the poorly white balanced cameras of FIU. Okay, that's so, a check mark against. So, so we're gonna. It's gonna be thing. interesting. It's gonna have some production value, which I'm excited okay. about. And having the, that music pumping to Louisiana Tech Bulldogs and FIU is just gonna make me so incredibly happy. This is also a chance for FIU to win two in a row. They could get to. They could get to four and four. They could be five hundred if they win. This that's one. that's huge for them. That would be How? huge. How excited are you for the bowl uh, for the bowl season Twitter account? No. <laughs> Oh, to throw out God. FIU. How excited. get to six? Okay. I, would be, I would be over the moon for those guys. To get to six for FIU, Jesus. Especially since they have been in the wilderness. This is a moment where you maybe actually buy the bowl eligibility t-shirt. Yeah, yeah no, like that's... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like I crack shit about a lot of them, but like that's that's one that you would absolutely do that. I'm just saying, if, if you alum would ever get that, I, I would buy that shirt, guaranteed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're like we're to the point of the season right now where we're starting to switch over from the, like, this is funny because this is kind of a given for this team to the part of the season where it's like, oh, no, this is, like, aspirational for this team. This is a huge deal. And I'm, mm-hmm. I am so here for that sh- for that shift over. So so just, just so we can pump some brakes on this FIU love, by the way, one of those games they would have to win is probably UTEP. So, uh, you know, I. Oh, no, be- reality. Yeah, no, my beloved, my beloved minors are going to be ahead on this one. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry, FIU. I've been on the, the UTEP bandwagon for a while and I feel like I can't jump off right now. If they beat North Texas, though, I'm OK with that for lots of reasons. <laughs> Saturday. Let's start with our Big Ten West. This week, our good friend 
T-Mel went to the spreadsheet mines and he found a way to get a seven-way Big West tie with Northwestern winning the conference with a four and five record and four and two in division. It was beautiful. I'm just going to say this. Like he, <laughs> so, you know, I log in the work at like 8 a.m. to my, my real job. I'll say that instead of my whatever this is my fun side gig i guess i log in and then i i you know immediately as soon as i log in of course i don't want to start working i i hop into the discord and you know travis t mill uh he um he goes like hey um i'm gonna see if we can find a seven-way tie in the big Ten West." (laughs) and also so like he had the first thing like he immediately didn't want to do his his real job either uh-huh. uh and so i i egged him on i was like all right just make it the funniest one to win the division and see like i mean he's like okay and like so he looked and who was the worst in the conference and he, he played around with the scenarios probably messing around with it for i'd say maybe about an hour or so so just spreadsheeting mm-hmm. everything like and, you do. yeah just let's spreadsheet it out let's 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 change wins here and there that's right because i mean yeah, we, we, we don't want to do real jobs. They're, they're not fun. This is fun. So he, he does this and then he posts the spreadsheet into the Discord. And I'm like, okay, wow. Okay, who's winning this? Oh, really? You have Northwestern winning this division. But he said even better, he had Northwestern winning the division starting one and eight. Mm-hmm. And then winning their last three games. So it made it, it was even more ridiculous. So he tweeted on his normal account that he come up with something and then we got tagged in it. And I was like, well, I mean, he's, a, you know, basically in our discord doing this. He's one so of I us. Quote to, I, he's one of us. So I quote tweeted it and I was like, hey, we're working this out. And then we work in the graphics. Jordan, Jordan wasn't available right away in the morning. So we're all just like pacing back and forth in the discord as you can. Like, dude, we need to get this graphic out. Let's get this graphic out. Like, this is great. We got to share this. So, you know, both the, like, preview tweets from, like, just saying that we did this. Like, there was a we're, RC. We're blowing up, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, they both went over, like, 1,000, 12, 12, 12, I'm sorry, 1,200 likes. I was just, just, just the mere thought of this happening did that. And then we put it up uh, once Jordan got back around like lunchtime, I think. And he was like, let me get this because this is really hot right now. So we, we were hot in the uh, the graphic minds, so to speak, to to do this. And and we put it out there. And I mean, it just went crazy within like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we were like over great. a thousand likes uh, on the on the, the scenario. And I mean, believe me, it's, it's very difficult for this to happen. We understand it. Our favorite comment or reply to it and or like quote tweet of it. My my favorite one was like, it's it's shockingly how plausible this is. Like, like just looking at yeah, no, the none, scenario. None of that is, none of this is like, I think that speaks to how fucked up the Big Ten West is this year. Because you look at the list and none of it seems like this is impossible. No. This all it's, seems very much like it could happen. Can I posit that the Big Ten West is just the landlocked ACC Coastal? Yeah, they're they're cousins. <laughs> the ACC Coastal is, is in the Big Ten West. Uh, the Big Ten West is the the cousin who moved to the Midwest, um, and basically that's what it is. The, the that, cousin, that cousin that moved, the cousin with some very funny opinions that moved to Iowa City and started a compound somewhere. <laughs> I he just really likes corn. I want to do the thought experiment of I want you to imagine that you're another team in the big in the Big Ten West, and we get to the end of the year, and this situation is plausible, and Northwestern starts winning. 
How mad are you? You know, there was a lot of replies to this that said that, okay, like there were a lot of Iowa fans were just replying like, if, you know, Iowa's having a horrible year, if if this could happen, please let this happen. So there was a lot of, fan- I feel like the only fans that were not for this scenario, probably Illinois fans, because right now they're in the driver's seat of the Big Ten West. Yeah, they were, the, wheels, they, the, the wheels would have to come off real hard for them. And that, that would be disappointing to Illinois fans, I think. Because yeah. they're they're riding high right now, so I feel like they're the only team that that would probably not be rooting for the scenario. The rest of the Big Ten West probably all for it because Travis is is a is a Purdue <laughs> alumnus, so this you know, he was accused of being a Northwestern grad. To <laughs> that was that, that did was this. the funny thing. He's like, no, that was I'm a different thing. Kind of like, nerd. I'm a no, Purdue, I'm a Purdue. No, nerd. I'm a Purdue grad. <laughs> so yeah, a Northwestern Purdue grad. nerds don't make spreadsheets. They just tweet about being Medill grads. We all exactly. know uh-huh. this. <laughs> Listen, it's all fun and games until Wisconsin is ending their season by losing to Nebraska and Minnesota. That 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 actually that right there that they would they would just cover Camp Randall in alcohol and burn it down at that point. I think they just torch it on principle. Minnesota was like the Minnesota fans in the mentions were like, "Hey, we'd be bowl eligible and we would win three rivalry trophies. We'll take it." Yeah, they were they were 100% <laughs> okay with that. I believe that. Minnesota I'm fans very are like that's, Minnesota. That's very Minnesota of them and we love them. I want to shout out to Arbitrary Analytics at Arbit Analytics. They are uh Husker fans, but they also do Big 10 and other sports analytics stuff. They just tweeted this out a little while ago. They said that there are 1,048,576 combinations of how the Big 10 West can actually work out at this point. And 166 of them feature a seven-way tie at four conference wins each. That's beautiful. I'm just picturing Doctor Strange, like, figuring out the way that they beat Thanos. Yep, exactly right. This is exactly what I tweeted to that, too. Exactly the exact gif I tweeted. Thank you. Great minds. <laughs> I swear I didn't see that. The way the brain works in this committee, it's it's we all have separate brains. And then every once in a while, everything just kind of converges on one idea. Sicko's hive mind. God, it's a scary thing when it lines up. All of this is to say that Northwestern's playing Iowa this week. Yes. <laughs> 2.30 on ESPN2. The over-under is something tiny. I think it was 31 I was just about to half. ask you what it was. Whatever Hammer it is. the under. Hammer the under. it. Yep. 31 and a half, I believe. Yes. 31 which is, and a which, half is a record. I just, what can we do to bet that down? What can we believe- do? I can't believe there hasn't been an Army Navy game with a lower under or lower over under than that. It's hard to find two teams that are this bad at scoring. That's the thing. Like that's true. You, you have to go back a long ways before that's even a consideration. I think the craziest part about it is that like like Iowa's defense is very good. Notre Dame's defense is not great, but they don't have to be. North they just West have team. to be. Oh, oh, what did I say? Notre you Dame. Said Notre Dame. Oh, can be true. <laughs> oh, oh no. No, it's fine. I'm loving this. Oh no. But like they don't have to be great. They just have to God, they just have to occupy hold. space. That's that's it, right? Like we if Spencer Petrus goes out there again, then it's I mean, that's three interceptions. Just hand it over to Notre uh, Northwestern. Oh my god. <laughs> call it oh Northwestern Notre Dame. Oh my god. Oh my god. Same school, same kind of people. It's all the same. It's fine. It's fine. This game is going to be absolutely beautiful. Is, is the biggest risk of hitting the over that Iowa's defense scores too much? Because I oh, kind absolutely. of think that it is. Yeah. That's it. Oh, 100%. They're the, they're the best scoring unit of Iowa's team. All right. Like, so. this, this game is an actual, like, this is a physical thought experiment. 
This is a thought experiment made real. This is going to be incredible. <laughs> the most sicko's use of my time in the last couple of days was taking a look at Northwestern's offensive players and trying to decide if any of them could bring down an Iowa defender returning an interception or fumble. And in, in the quarterback for Northwestern. <laughs> And the, and the quarterback for Northwestern sources point to know the quarterback for Northwestern, uh, uh, Mr. Halinski, is the Detmer leader. So he so, is no, he's not playing anymore. They benched him. They benched him. Oh no, he's actually he's actually still the he was still the leader, and he didn't play last week. <laughs> oh no, he's doing so no. well. Don't headhunt the backup. Don't do it. Oh <laughs> That's wait, wait, here the the backup. Um, he he has. He has thrown for 257 yards. Okay. Two touchdowns and two interceptions. So oh, he's, nice. it's basically, it's he's got the Detmer going. He's, got a, he's going. I feel it. We can work with this. How do they have two? If they end up with two two people on the Detmer top 15 at the same time, I'm going to lose my shit. Like that's, that's, that's impressive. Just the commitment to balance. Still the Big Ten. Illinois at Nebraska, 2.30 on ABC. ABC is showing this. This is the national game. Why? Illinois is fun. True, but... but Someone over the age of 70 is going to be like, Nebraska, they were a team. Didn't we get enough Nebraska when they were the only game on in week zero? (laughs) That was a a lot of Nebraska. I'm going to say this right now. Like, you know how they do, like, the ratings of, like, the top 10 college football games? Yeah. Ratings-wise, at the end of the week? I, I'm going to say this one is going to wind up in the top 10. There'll Seriously? Be, there'll be millions of people watching this one, yes. Maybe they're just trying to challenge their technical support staff to see if they can get the color balance right in a game where one team <laughs> is going to be wearing red and the other team is going to be wearing orange and blue. Ooh. There you go. That's going to be hard on the eyes, yeah. Right. What do we call this game, Kamish? So this is the, the, there's an infamous meme here where it's a kid wearing a Nebraska shirt, uh, like a half Nebraska shirt, half Illinois shirt. And, and it, it looks like Nerb noise. Like, <laughs> like, so that's, that's what it looks like. But, but I want to say it like, it's a fine wine. Like, you know, you get something at the, uh, you go to a fancy steakhouse and you want to order the, the best red wine you can get. Please pass me a Nerve Noir. Oh, a Nerve Noir, yeah. Nerve Noir. Um, I had Nerve trouble noir. saying it. Nerve, Monsieur would Nerve like Nerve Nerve Bois. Bois. <laughs> That's right. It's only it's only it's only Nerve Noir. Yeah. It's it's only Nerve Noir if it comes from the Nerve Noir region of Nebraska. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just sparkling Nebraska. I would like a Beaujolais Nerve Noir. Ooh. <laughs> See, I take this in a completely opposite direction, and I think it's just it's a function of of the age that I am, and I know Jordan is about my age. I look at that, and my brain turns that into the weirdest yo-noid adaptation I can think of. <laughs> the noid, nerve noid, nerve noid. That's where I go with it. So whether you go highbrow or bad NES games, this yeah, if it was a wine, it would probably come in a box. It's, it would be one of those grapes. Every once in a while, you end up in like a Midwest state or like Virginia does this. They're like, oh, we have a grape that only grows here. It's a, spe- it's a special grape. And we're like, oh, we can try that. Oh, there's a reason no one else uses this. It's not very good for wine. Oh, huh. That's amazing. It feels if like you, one of those grapes. If you play slap the bag with this particular type of wine, you're going to turn wherever you are into a super fun site. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to bring in industrial cleaners to scrub whatever's off the floor if you drop that. Yep. It just grows mutant corn. Mutant corn. 
Ooh, well, this is a this is a hybrid grape. We've hybridized this grape with corn. It's corn. It's a grape on the cob. You've ever had grape on the cob? Oh God! It doesn't make. It's not. It's not wine. It's grape shine. Grape shine. It's ethanol. It's grape ethanol. For the first time in my life, I am rooting for the spotted lantern flies. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. They're coming oh. for you, those of you west of Pennsylvania. They yeah, are I've here heard and about they are that. coming. I watched they a Vox, I watched so a Vox video about that. I heard it was bad. It is bad. They're terrible. I hate them so much. They're honestly, as invasive species that have attacked Pennsylvania goes, they're not that bad because unlike the marmorated stink bugs, you can just smash them and there are no consequences. The stink bugs were everywhere and you couldn't smash them because they smelled horrible. So I'll take it. Okay, these things they can just kill indiscriminately. Okay. Well, yeah. the other thing is that they also, like, you get to see all of their fun red red parts whenever you smash them. So really, it's like duck hunt. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm in this. It's also just great because, like, everybody has a license to commit bug murder. And, like, <clears throat> you walk outside of my building at work, and it's just, like, grave of the lantern flies. Like, everyone, we have, there's someone at work that walks around with a spice water when she goes outside to smoke. And just, like... She's out there doing the lantern fly murder because we must all do our part. Right. I, would, I, I wonder if my parents still have it at, the, at our Central Texas place. But my grandpa used to have one of those old school bug zappers, like the super high wattage ones. Oh, and God. The, 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 mm-hmm. the, the circuit, they're, they're out in the middle, really out in the middle of nowhere in North Texas, in Central Texas. And so we were sitting out there one time and a big bug hit it. And I swear the entire like row of houses, like everyone's power dimmed slightly. Because yes. it was just eating juice to kill this bug. Yep. So now I may have to go get it if we get them around here, just so I can sit and watch them hit that. Do it. Lantern flies are big. You'll get a good power flicker out of that. Nice. Also, speaking of things that need to be thrown into a, uh, <laughs> a bug zapper, Rutgers at Minnesota. 1.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Four and three Rutgers at four and three Minnesota. So to keep the seven-way tie alive, we need Iowa to beat Northwestern. We need Rutgers to beat Minnesota. We need Nebraska to beat Illinois. All of these are possible. That's all we need this week to keep it alive. So that's the three that we need this week to keep it alive. There's others that are on bye week. Will we get it? I don't know. 2.30 on ESPN3. That's the online one. New Mexico State is going to UMass. New Mexico State is favored, which is absolutely amazing. But I don't think Don Brown is going to let this happen. Oh. Hmm. You you don't Hmm. just waltz into... The McGurk Alumni Stadium there in Amherst, Massachusetts. If if you ask Don Brown, red or green, what does he say? I I, I gotta say red for him. I feel like he's red. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Don Brown has not put a colored sauce on any of his food ever. I think the most colorful sauce <laughs> he's ever put on something was a one. I mean that's maroon. No, it's brown. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, He's, I can't, I can't imagine a Massachusetts man going for anything that is red and goopy. That is Manhattan clam chowder. Oh, and that oh, yeah. does not fly oh. in that area of New England. Oh no. I can, I'm, I'm trying to imagine him putting like hot sauce on his clam chowder. And I feel like that's just. No, I mean, it, it, it's already spicy. That's what the oyster crackers are for. <laughs> I get the seasoned one. They're super spicy. This has garlic powder and onion powder. Honey, did you try these things? Come come try these. These are about to blow your head off. Having family that's from New England and having spent a significant amount of time there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Pit Girl, are you going to UMass UConn? I'm going to UMass UConn. Um, Holy bejesus. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, friend yeah. of the pod, my dad, is also secretly a sicko. <laughs> and my parents live just over the Connecticut border in Massachusetts. So I suggested this like three months ago. And he was texted me about a month ago and was like, do you actually want to do this? And I was like, yeah. So we're doing it. Absolutely. Reporting live from stores next week. Yes. Um, in the, the, the stadium adjacent to somehow there's a Cabela's or a Bass Pro or something in Hartford. It's a, it's a Cabela's, <laughs> yes. It's a Cabela's and it is in, in the parking lot. I East went in Hartford. there the last time I was at a UConn game. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. The rent. Out. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, hoping to meet Jonathan. Also looking forward to hitting the two road stand in the stadium. Yep. It's going to be good. Jealous. So jealous. So I wanted to say, like, for this game, like, New Mexico State at UMass, like, if we actually did a traveling Sickos game day, we, we'd be in Amherst this weekend for this game. Yeah. We'd, do, oh, we'd do that for sure. Regarding the spice thing, I, I'll just tell you a story because uh, we, we would go to Lake George for the summer, and we would go up from New Orleans to Lake George. I would always pack, like, a like a bottle of Tony Saturys in my suitcase because I know when I go up there, there's there's no seasoning up there. So the TSA would always search my bag and and they would see why is this Cajun man traveling to Albany, Lake George area, the land with no flavor um, (laughs) up there. And so they would always do like giant steam clams and everything like that. And I'm like, it's just drawn butter and clams. I'm like, I need some flavor here because I'm used to the crawfish and all this stuff. Yeah. So I bring the Tony Saturys. I'm throwing it all over the the clams, throwing it all in the butter and um. I did that like two or three years in a row. And every time I brought one up there, they wouldn't like I had to give it to, you know, one of the family <laughs> members there. Like I had to pass the ceremonial Tony Saturys and I've gotten them hooked on it. So uh, I maybe if I run into Don Brown and give him some Tonys, uh, maybe he'll he'll throw some in the uh, the clam chowder there and, and he'll, he'll become a hooked on Tony Saturys. Look, it's got it's the roux has flour. Butter, salt, and pepper. What more do you need, guys? Paprika? Are you going to start adding paprika to things? Oh, no. Oh, let's not get too honey, crazy honey, here. Honey, come try to smoke paprika. Oh, it's... You'll blow your head off. Careful. Get Don Brown on hot ones. Oh, man. <laughs> the, mu- the mustache sweat. Oh. Just sweating off the mustache. Oh. I decided to make etouffee with some of the spices that the commissioner sent me some oh, time ago. I forgot I sent the spices. That's right. Yeah, you sure did. And... <laughs> My poor, adorable father. Oh, no. Who has lived his life as a humble West Virginia, Pennsylvania sort of man, was not prepared oh, for anything no. that was going on in there. He, he took a bite. He was like, well, that's that's very, there sure is a lot. There is a lot in there. <laughs> Did you get so the handkerchief I'm, off and start dabbing the forehead? Oh, we were full paper towel. It oh, was yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm glad he survived. It was beautiful, and I might need more of it. Okay. Yes. I mean, this should be more for Christmas. I'll definitely do that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of things with no flavor, Ohio State's playing Penn State. Oh. This is 11 a.m. on Fox. I thought this game was going to be close, and then I looked at Parker's numbers, and no. Mm-mm. No, not no. even close. I, I've watched, I think, a total of like three quarters of Ohio State football this year. It was the Iowa game, which is not representative sample of Ohio State playing a team. So I didn't realize how good they've been. Apparently, they've been scary good. 
Yeah, that also Penn State Michigan should tell you that this game is not going to be close. That's true. I hadn't I hadn't thought about the transitive property there because this year we are yeah. riding on transitive properties to get us through this season. That's all right. Nothing but transitive properties. Right. I I live really close to Penn State and I can't I can't quite read their fans this year. We're bobbling back and forth very quickly between I think our team might be really secret good and our team is terrible and we need to fire James Franklin. And the tipping point that is going to occur at 11 on Fox is going to just be a oh, chef's kiss. This is a thing that Beth and I can agree on as central Pennsylvanians who both don't like Penn State. Man, we got the we got the Penn State haters in here. I'm sure Danger's not going to be liking this one. So I, I think I think Danger's going to be very sad. I think Danger's going to be very sad at 11 on Fox as well. No, by the way, I, I think Danger's pretty well adjusted for a Penn State fan. I'll, I'll say that. Like I don't he think is. he gets too high and and too low with Penn State. I don't know what I mean. The, the last time they beat him was that weird blocked field goal return for a touchdown. Was that yeah, 2016? That was, whatever that was, I yeah. Think? I was it feels like rank two or something. It was a, cra- a crazy game. It, it feels like eons ago. I, th- I you know, I just, I, I, I don't know if they could do this, but I mean, I, I believe Pit Girl wanted to say something about what Penn State did uh, before yeah. this game. Real questions, though, and this is me like actually asking a question that is not intended to dunk on Penn State, but it is a little bit. Why the hell did they waste the whiteout on Minnesota? Like, wh- why? Like. I understand that Minnesota was statistically very good at the beginning of the season and it maybe looked like they were going to be good, but like, so what are you doing? Normally the whiteouts have to be at night, right? Yeah. but Okay. Like, so this is 11 a.m. Yeah. And then, so we could blame this on Urban Meyer and Big Noon Saturday? I blame a lot, blame a lot on Urban Meyer. Let's be very clear here. Okay. I can do that. Sounds I mean, I, I know that they're bringing back the person who was sort of the genesis of the whiteout, but- it, it, it really seemed like an odd place for it. And it's not as if the TV networks are incapable of flexing a game that looks interesting. This is this is their big noon Saturday. This was supposed to be their like their gem. And I think it also was the issue of what else are we going to do? Put Rutgers in Minnesota on it? 11 on Fox? Yeah, this is a helmet game, regardless of the fact that I do not think it's going to be interesting. So. Oh, it's going to be interesting. All right. Well, yeah, that's true. It will be interesting. I will. I mean. Depends on what your definition of interesting is, right? Like, I personally am hoping to swim in Penn State fan tears. Yes. But your right. mileage may vary. See, I appreciate the fact that if I was going to be home, I would be able to go out to the store and go shopping and no one's going to be out and around. And I can be home by the time the riots to fire James Franklin start, which is really nice. That's, you know, Penn State, <laughs> that was kind of you. No, yeah. Get home, get home before the riots start. You can... Kick up your feet. It's nice. It's, you know, that, it's like that time of the year. The, fo- the foliage, it's beautiful. It's, you know, late October, the foliage changes. The mm-hmm. riot started in State College. It's just... I, I can toast marshmallows over the burning remains of the mall, and it'll be great. Oh, great. You know, again, if if this were to be like a full-on 2007 chaos year, Penn State needs to win this. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right, but does it have to be Penn State? Um, Does it have to be Penn State? Well, I mean, like, you know. Have they played Rutgers yet? (laughs) (laughs) Who, Ohio State? No, they played Rutgers. I just want to say how how happy I am that this is a place where a West Virginia fan can come on and joke about burning things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we can see your couch in the background, so we're safe there. No, that's that's not a couch. It's a piano. Okay. Oh, (laughs) no. 
Oh my god, it is a piano. It's Yikes. a piano. Okay. I mean, I need to be to get fair, my it's not like you I guys just... got the opportunity to burn anything September first. So. Oh oh oh! Here we go. Oh hey guys, oh, y'all, <laughs> calm down. We can only keep the West Virginia and Pitt fans separated for so long. Oh, I wanted to shout out one thing. Uh, there was a video that I think Danger sent to us. It was the punter uh, Barney Amore. Uh, he was going around Penn State's campus and asking like just normal students about the football team. And, and nobody recognized him. And he was asking him questions about the punter. And they were just like, I guess he's okay. I, I, I heard that he wasn't really good. Uh, there was only like two like actual fans that were like, no, he's he's pretty good. He's got a great average. And he had to thank those two. Like, thank you for not trash talking me like everybody else did when they all found out that it was actually the punter they were talking to. Uh, so I just want to shout out him for that video. That was great. That was a fun watch. Punters are people too. At 11 on CBS Sports Network. So we get the music, Boston College at UConn. UConn has never beaten Boston College. But this year, the Husky Revolution marches on and Boston College looks very bad. I believe in UConn. I also believe in UConn. I will be rooting for UConn next week. So go Huskies. Yeah, I'm always happy to root for UConn in this situation. Fuck Boston College forever for breaking the Big East. <laughs> and all, and also, this is part of my ACC slander. So it all fits in, guys. So we have at 11 a.m. on NBC, on ABC, Notre Dame at Syracuse. Syracuse, I think, again, we just established that they're good, not great. And that's fine. They don't need to be. I think Syracuse, they're favored to win this. And I think they should. Yeah, no. If uh, if Syracuse loses to Notre Dame, I I I don't know that we still have the question: Is Syracuse good? Uh, because Notre Dame is very much not. If I slander Notre Dame, does that count as ACC slander? No. <laughs> That's not. Well, like- you were kind of doing that earlier in the podcast by calling them Northwestern. That's true. That's Big Ten slander, sir. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of works both ways. No, 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 no. I think there's something to this. Notre Dame, other sports, ACC member, fine. Notre Dame football, member of the Big Ten West. Don't at me. When I think of Northwestern, I think of transatlantic football. And when I think of Notre Dame, I think of a, you know, heavy Northern European presence. So that's basically the same thing. Once yeah. I, one is the champion of Ireland. One that's are the right. fighting Irish. They're mm-hmm. basically the same team. That's, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. We've gotten to your root cause. You've made a breakthrough. In oh, your northwestern guys, Notre Dame, this is problem. Like I said, this is this is just like therapy. <laughs> Notre Dame and Northwestern, a healing. Okay. <laughs> no, I almost Notre- spit on my drink. <laughs> <laughs> also, eleven a.m. on the SEC networks because they're cowards. Arkansas at Auburn. Pit girl, walk us through your your Auburn feelings right now, since you do have Auburn family, you have yes. Auburn blood. Yes. Um, can someone please just put us and Brian Ar- Harson out of our misery? No. Like, I am tired of the Auburn discourse. I know Auburn fans are tired of the the discourse. I know people who are split zone duo Patreon members are tired of the Auburn discourse. I'm sure Godfrey is too. Can we all just stop doing this? We all know what's going to happen. Can we please just do it? I am exhausted. Is, we are is exhausted. Brian, is Brian Harson quiet quitting? Is this what quiet quitting is that we've talked no. about? Is this quiet think, quitting? Is he quiet quitting? No, because I think he is still trying. Like, a little bit. <laughs> Hard disagree. Hard disagree. Yeah. I think he wants out, too. Well, I mean, we all want it to be over, right? But, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Can we, yeah. Can we all just quiet quit Auburn? 
I, if you ask most Auburn fans, I think they're there at this point. I don't oh, think yeah. any of them are actively like. Every conversation I've had with friend of the pod, my dad, noted Auburn fan, is like, can can we just be done with this? Like, no one wants to do any of this anymore. Let's just not. And the thing that's really frustrating, I think, at, for Auburn fans and as an Auburn fan, is that if this wasn't going on, you could like think about the Iron Bowl, right? And like the Iron Bowl is always weird, but like. Alabama is mortal this year, even. And Auburn is not going to be able to take advantage of it. Even Auburn Jesus can't do anything about this. That's the crazy thing is like in the normal year, like Auburn fans would be like licking their chops at the chance to take out Alabama this year. And I've heard zero. Because we all know it ain't happening. I'm trying to figure out like the date that his buyout goes down. Because I mean, like right now, um, I think... I think it's December 31st. It goes down, which would okay, be a okay. weird. It'd be kind of late to fire him. Like, because like, was it national signing days on like the 15th of December? I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that'd be a really late time to fire him. But I don't know what, I, again, I'm thinking that just, they just don't have an athletic director. So like, it would this just is, have to is, be. This is the Clay Helton problem at USC again. Uh, yeah. of like walk, walking dead, but no one can fire him because no one's there to fire him. And yeah. And Clay Helton just kept showing up to work being like, guess today isn't the day. And at SC, you can do that. No one knows who you are. It's fine. No one knows what Clay Helton looks like. He still is the man with no face. This season, Pit Girl, you're going to learn. Because, no. because Georgia Southern is a lot of fun. And so it's it, it might be time to learn what Clay Helton looks like. I can enjoy Georgia Southern without knowing what Clay Helton looks like. Clay at Helton, point, former Auburn QB. At some point, I'm I'm afraid he's going to go full Ted Cruz and add the beard and the mullet because he's been in the South now. And I think he's going to just like add that. And at that point, then but, you have totally are allowed but, to just not care about him anymore. But Clay Helton's bald, man. Is he going to get like a, a mullet wig? Yeah. I bet you can still grow the curls at the bottom. Part, uh, bald in the front, party in the back. Exactly right. Is that okay. a mullet I had a, that I had a substitute teacher with hair that was kind of like that once. Oh, no. <laughs> At 11 on ESPN2, Beth, I want you to talk about your feelings about West Virginia this year. I hate this team so much. Yeah. Like, I listen, I have been a West Virginia fan through some truly horrific West Virginia teams, but at least they are they are fun and they are capable of ruining someone else's day. And it just doesn't feel like this team is. Like, no. we are wasting an actual quarterback, which makes me sad. In theory, the defense was supposed to be one of the strong points of this team. And, oh, like when I'm looking at it and I'm like, boy, we're just going to hang our hats on the Virginia Tech win, huh? And like what, you know, and the Baylor win. And it's just like, oh, it's it's just it's not fun yet. At the same time, where will my butt be at 11 o'clock? But in my seat watching undefeated TCU who West Virginia has a 16-3 edge on come rolling into Morgantown. Ugh. It's just, it's not fun. Like I, I want them to at least be feisty and there is just no feistiness to this team whatsoever. What do we always say? If you're going to be, if you're not going to have a great year, if you're going to be inconsistent, be feisty, be fun. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't just, don't just do that. Yeah, Whatever no, this is, is like, this is Bartleby the football team. This is like, I would prefer not to. <laughs> and it's just, it is not at all fun. And it makes me so sad. Like, 
ah, you know, act like you care. And I, I would so much like for Neil Brown to figure it out, but I'm to the point now where I would like to hit the reset button. It's actually causing a fair amount of drama in my household. I have a million siblings and like, and my dad is a huge fan and like half of us are like on the, just give Neil time. And half of us are like, nah, man, first ship out of here. What can we do? We'll start up a lemonade stand. Like that did really well back in the nineties. We'll, we'll do that. We'll see what we can do about that buyout. But oh, West, West Virginia, it worked back in the nineties. <laughs> It, it, it didn't. <laughs> hey, it worked I mean, against Pitt. That's about it. Yeah, that's, I mean, hey, that's all you need. Things, list of things that did not work in the 90s, like at all, period. Number well, one, Pitt. Well, and my, and my dad and I were talking about this the other day, and we both agreed that if they had managed to beat Pitt, we both feel completely differently about this season. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's valid. It's That's just the way it goes. Like, And if we hadn't lost, if if we had not beaten Virginia Tech, I cannot vouch for anyone's safety connected to the team at that point. Like, we at least got one third of this, but like, we play Penn State next year. Oh, no. And, oh, no. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Well, because people complained since we ended that season in, we ended that series in 90, I want to say 90 or 91. Well, it's so been people that long. Have, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so to people be fair, Penn State ended it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember whenever we were all independents and it was fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that series got ended and people have been complaining for 30 years. So finally, they're going to restart it with this West Virginia team. So, <laughs> oh, everything is pain. Life is pain. At least I can watch the rest of our rivals also suck. Not, not to dig into Beth too hard. Hey, guys, uh, what is the, in the Penn State-West Virginia football rivalry, uh, Rivalry is a heck of a word. Penn State leads that series. Anyone with like a crack at uh, through 59 games, what those numbers look like? My friend, scroll through the 60s. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, there are there are decades in there where it was just like, nope. <laughs> it, it is. It stands at 48, 9, and 2. Ouch. Jeez. That's yeah. worse than those I are, thought it was going to be. Those are, some, those are some bedlam numbers. Mm-hmm. West Virginia, yeah. the Oklahoma state of, of the East Coast. You're hearing this more and more. Uh, also, all glory to the Hypnotoad at TCU. Man, those I want one of those Hypnotoad hoodies so badly. TCU, send T- me one. Yeah, TCU, if you're listening, please send the entire committee Hypnotoad gear because we're here so for good. it. Absolutely. Yeah, send it. Someone asked if that was retro, and then I pointed <laughs> out that that episode is 20 years old at this point. The first, the first Hypnotoad episode of Futurama is 20 years old. Oh God, so yes. it is retro. Oh yeah, it is. It's totally retro at this point. Yep. That's 20 years old. Everyone have a moment to reflect on your mortality. Don't all yeah, glare at me. I'm just assholes are glaring at me. For a while. No, well, I'm 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 just mentally trying to process like, you know, 20 years ago and, and me actually watching it like on TV with no. Oh, like DVR. on a Sunday night. Yeah, I know, like on a Sunday night. Yep. Like, like no DVR, Mm-mm. no pause, nope. nothing on like a, a giant tube. 13 inch TV that weighed like 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. And now, and now while pit girl is at her, at her questioning her mortality, let's talk about pit in North Carolina, 7 PM things, on the ACC network. Things that make me question my mortality. Um, <laughs> why is this game at 7 PM? I mean, I am grateful that it is because it turns out that I'm working Saturday morning, but like, why is this game at 7 PM? This should not be a primetime game, even considering that it's on ACC network. So we're just going to get like, Senate ads and spurtle ads and whatever else. 
Um, this should not be a night game. And like the rest of the ACC Coastal, no one should be looking at this without adequate protectional or like protective gear. I'll just be over here in my like script pain t-shirt. Beth is absolutely right though, as as down as I am on this season and as frustrated as I was um, and am with the Louisville loss and the Georgia Tech loss and everything, it would be so much worse if we had lost West Virginia. So we still got that going for us, which is nice. It's amazing um, how that, it's amazing when you play, when you play a big rivalry at the beginning of the season, how that can really color the rest of the season. It really messes with things. It's also very funny in hindsight that that game was like the first game of the season and game day was there and all the yep. sparkly stuff was happening and we thought it was going to be a big deal. And it was, and now it's like, oh, this game would have been like two five and seven teams slap fighting for bowl eligibility, maybe if it had been played in its traditional spot, which honestly is probably how it should be. Um, you don't yeah. want to you don't want to spend Thanksgiving this way. Honestly, I feel like it's better than do we play Miami and th- Thanksgiving weekend this year? I think we play Syracuse Thanksgiving weekend this year. Either way, both That's of those are great. like those not. Are, those are both not great. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of those are great. I don't recommend it. I would rather be playing rivalry games. So yes. I can imagine a Thursday night Thanksgiving where Thursday after so I, I my family eats Thanksgiving at like one o'clock. Then I then I go right into backyard brawl. And then I have egg bowl for dinner. And I'm, I'm seeing that as a perfect Thursday for Thanksgiving. Like that would yeah, be. Yeah, I, li- I like where you're going with that. That's, I don't know that the brawl was ever really played on Thursday. I know 139 sure was, was Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I do not remember that. This feels, <laughs> this feels correct. Yeah. We moved our Thanksgiving for years to Saturday or Friday because we all went to the game and then we would come back and spend like, you know, several hours either being elated or being mad. And then we would start cooking. Beautiful. 6.30 ESPN2, we got the butt bowl. Baylor at Texas Tech. This is a coin flip game, but I'm going to maybe add the sound here or not, depending on how uh, how people respond to my other sound editing. Uh, this game should be a lot of fun. This game should be a thousand points. There was, what was the weird ad that they did? It was a Texas Tech player with like, uh, the headless horseman with like a pumpkin head, like a jack o' lantern head, yeah, jack o' lantern head. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. And then I think I was like, supposed to say, "There's no trees around Lubbock. Like, what forest?" Um, also, I let me derail the podcast for a second. Um, I, I mistakenly logged into the Sickos Committee account mm-hmm. um, just to check on on my my phone, and uh, we just got this promoted ad on the account. And I just mm-hmm. threw it in the Discord. I just want your reaction to this promoted ad. <laughs> well, I'm so what? I, it took me a second to get there. I apologize for being slow, but I have so many questions for the Twitter algorithm. Yeah, um, I, I, it, you know, it, the the promoted I, ad it won't allow you to like the ad. It won't <laughs> allow you to quote tweet it. It won't allow you cowards. to reply it. This cowards. was from this was from Fanatics, and it said, "Get ready for game day." And shop the latest Dallas Cowboys gear, and it's a Dallas Cowboys thong. Yeah. Yeah. So the Sickos Committee just got a sponsored Dallas Cowboys thong. Uh, now I'm thinking like, what did I did I search something weird on the committee account? God damn, what did I do? I don't. This I don't is know. Weirder than that time that Twitter was convinced that I was a Virginia Tech alum. It thinks I went to Pitt right now, and I blame <laughs> you. <laughs> oh. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're skipping you are not over the. the first- 
you are not the first person's Twitter account that I have infected with Pitt. It's actually my my goal in life. There are so many Pitt fans that are suddenly following me, and I'm like, no, babies, no. <laughs> <laughs> we are missing the most important part of this ad. Yes, mm. this is a Dallas Cowboys thong, and yes, they want us to be ready for game day. Game day, but my friends, this is on sale. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> yep, true. Sorry, they're Normally offering seventeen. Normally $17.99 on sale for $13.49. And I ask you, is there anything in the world more sickos than a budget Dallas Cowboys thong? I know I'm getting my wife for Christmas. <laughs> I, hey, baby, I will get you a thong, but, you know, can we wait till it goes on clearance? <laughs> <laughs> baby, you know me. I don't pay full price for things, hon. You know that. I don't. Can we put I mean- this on layaway? In these inflationary times, you got to do what you got to do. It looks like it's made by Umbro with those sides. It looks like soccer shorts. What is this thing? Yeah, it looks looks like someone took a pair of soccer shorts and cut them off into a thong. That's what it looks like. (laughs) I'm sorry to derail the podcast. Back to the big, speaking of thongs. Implying the podcast ever had rails. Yeah, we never have rails. That implies. Speaking of thongs, Michigan State at Michigan? Mm. Almost killed Beth there. Ooh. Gotta warn Beth before I say something where she's in trickle water. Uh, the only interesting thing about this game, I got to shout out a YouTube account because they, I found, I've been looking up old football games because I've just been fascinated by watching like people in their thirties who look malnourished playing football and there's a channel. So they've been, po- this. I'll, I'll say it in a second. These guys have been posting basically old football games, like all the old history of stuff. And it's great. The channel is called College Football Historian, and they've been posting all these old games from the 20s and 30s. And man, it's wonderful. I'm going to chop this up and I'll I'll, put, I'll make some gifts out of it and like make it into a Twitter accessible like thing because the games are all, they have like their five minute highlight things and no one's going to watch that. I also found an Iowa Hawkeyes like the history of the Iowa Hawkeyes from like the 1940s. And it's great because it covers like the good old days of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Look at 20 years ago. People were, what, look at the fashions 20 years ago. Weren't they crazy? It was, it's great. It's awesome. Michigan Are we State, sure Michigan. that those teams from the forties haven't just time traveled to now? And that's why Iowa is the way that it is. No, because I saw completed passes. <laughs> I saw completed Ooh. passes. So I know for a fact, this isn't the same team. <laughs> Michigan State, Michigan. Everyone hates this game. This hey. mm. Everyone I know about this game is Michigan fans are like, they're going to fucking beat us. I know it. God damn it. I hate this game. Michigan State fans, we're going to lose by thousands. I hate this game. It's beautiful. They, I they love both, this game. They both, I mean, seriously. And they had a bye week between this. Both yeah. of them had a bye week. So they had an extra week just to think about how much they hate this game. It was great. Like <laughs> an, extra both, week, think, an extra week to have IBS and a bad tummy. <laughs> sitting there thinking about this fucking game. So on our channel, like, like Ducky, uh, Michigan State fan, Ducky, and then Craig, uh, the Michigan fan. They're just like, just both just absolute dread. Like they don't want to talk about it, but they, it's all they can talk about. It's like, it's just, it's so, it's like they cannot get their mind off of it and they hate every second of it. So don't uh, look at this, me. I'm hideous. That basically, that's basically the feel of this. Game. Oh, I hate this. No, you're going to kill us. No, no. You're trying to salvage your season. You're going to ruin our season. It's like, no, we're awful. You're going to beat the crap out of us. On Fox Sports 1 at 11 a.m., Oklahoma at Iowa State. Iowa State's favored by one. <laughs> what? 
Yep. Oh, no. The Nebraska of 2022, the Cyclones. Will they have yeah. another close, heartbreaking loss? I hope or, not. Or- was Oklahoma gonna? Was Oklahoma gonna 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 fuck things up again? That's the cool thing about this is that we have two teams who are gonna try to implode on themselves, and I'm not sure what's gonna happen. Oklahoma has felt like they're turning a corner recently. It's just one game, though, right? Whatever. That's that's a corner. Okay. Against oh, Kansas, you can you can make a corner off one point. Okay. It's one don't point to, of the wide turn. Math that out, the, Beth. I see you. Don't, don't think too hard Beth about this. Like, <laughs> no, stop that. It's a, it's an analogy. Move faster before you even think about it. <laughs> Iowa State feels like they're going to just lose a brutal one because that's I, what they are this year. I hope and I not. hate that for them. I hope not. They they won, you know, they won the Cyhawk, and <laughs> you know we, that when was we thought a, that was impressive. Yes. Well, we no. I mean, honestly, no, actually, just, yeah, never mind. At that point, we already knew Iowa was was fucked. Yeah, up. I mean, yeah, we knew Iowa. Was all remember week one when we yeah, all we, discovered right. the Iowa touchdown. That's right. Yes. When we first realized what Iowa was going to do to themselves this year. Yeah, to their fans, which we we love you, Iowa fans. Seriously, but Iowa State fans, they're they're in the boat again. And I, I mean, there's this one follower that just is like don't forget about Iowa state. We're incredibly sickos. And so that has been ingrained in my head as the commissioner this week, we're going to, we're going to put you pretty high up on the rankings. I'm just going to say that you, you, you're not going to be, you know, uh, up in the top five likely, but yeah, you're going to be pretty high up. So uh, we're paying attention to you this week, Iowa state. And so you, one particular person in our mentions, uh, you may get what you wanted in the rankings, but, Hopefully you get something you want on the field. I mean, also on that note, Iowa State fan, I think there is a case to be made that Iowa State is like one of the more sickos like programs and fan bases, because even when they're bad and they're usually really, really bad, Jack Trice is still sold out. Like they show up for awful football Mm -hmm. and we as the committee Love um, that. I want to go to Ames, honestly. Like I Ames want to go to Ames, too. I, I think a few years ago uh, when, you know, before my wife and everything like that, uh, my friends Adam and, and Al, we, we were talking about, hey, let's just go drive to Ames for, for a Texas-Iowa State game. And we, like, planned it out. And we're like, hey, we could probably, like, shift drive this from, like, you know, San Antonio all the way to Ames. I can't remember how, how many hours that was. But we were going to do it, and uh, whatever happened, we just didn't do it. But we, I mean, Ames has been on my list to go to a, a night game at Ames. This one's at 11 a.m., but Ames is on my list to go check out a game. That's one of my, my bucket list games, I would say. I have a, One of my friends is a professor of music at the Iowa State Music Department. We got a place to stay. Just saying. Just, just crash. Hey, uh, the Sickos Committee here. Uh, we wanted to go see an Iowa State game at night. Whatever. She's, please, she's a musician. It's not going to be surprising to her. <laughs> people just show up all the time she's a musician she's used to it that's hell, so she, true hell, she taught elementary music she'll have us all sitting around playing singing songs together it'll be great that's our closest conference game only 800 miles to Ames. so is that really your closest <laughs> conference game oh my yeah. god for west virginia oh my god yeah. 
It's almost like Tobacco Road should have gotten off their high horse before they let Louisville into the conference. Our very first year in the conference, my parents, we would regularly make all 11 games, in the, like all of the Big East games. We yeah. would try to see if we could go to West Virginia's whole schedule. Our first year in the conference, my parents are like, okay, we're going to do it. And so they knocked out Texas. They went to Oklahoma and then they drove to Lubbock. And they were oh, supposed God. to go somewhere after that. And it was just like this long trip. And my dad's like, we're going to go home now. Yes. <laughs> after Lubbock, that'll do it Lubbock, to anybody. Yeah. Lubbock breaks you. <laughs> Lubbock could break anyone. I just Not only driving to Lubbock, but driving to Lubbock from here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All of this was driving. There was, there was not a plane to be found in any part of this. And we came back and I'm like, so, Dad, which games are you going to go to next year? He's like, I think the home ones. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. There, There is a Hawaii test this week, y'all. Wyoming's at Hawaii on the Team One app, baby. 11 p.m. Central. Wyoming at the anti-altitude. So instead of being at their, their high, high palace, they're back down at sea level. We'll see if they can deal with the thick air and the other things that Hawaii has. Humidity, for example. Hawaii, when you build that new stadium, build it on top of like Haleakala. Put that thing at 14,000 feet above sea level. Just yep. do it. Do Make it em. to spite Colorado and be heroes. Mm-hmm. Make double, Make basically double, d- double Wyoming's altitude. Double yep. Lar- Laramie's altitude there. 14,000 feet Laramie's like, what, 7,200? Yeah, yeah, do it. Go right ahead. We're all for it. Hawaii's I got just you. over here like amateurs. Yeah, exactly right. Oh, how far I, above sea level? Can you guys see sea level from here? Because over here, I can tell you it's right over there. Just look, that's sea just level. Right down there. I'm yeah. just I'm I'm picturing it like 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 a fucking like a fortress on the side of a mountain somewhere. Like the Alps. So like Masada Stadium. This yes, is amazing. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly like that. Just make everybody take like gondolas up to the game, like a <laughs> ski lift to the game. That's it. Nobody can drive. Just Jurassic, giant no, Jurassic, ski Park, heli- Jurassic Park helicopter style. That's it. You've got to take a helicopter from the, the parking lot. I, I posit to you the existence of a Hawaiian incline. Oh. Ooh. 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 We're going to move the Monongahela incline over to, to Hawaii. We'll do it. Maybe mm-hmm. the Duquesne incline. Who knows? Yeah. I feel like the tourists all ride the Duquesne one. We should leave that one. Borrow, borrow Johnstown's. Yeah, that'll work. No one wants that one. Body construction. <laughs> Let's do this. I never go. I never go to the Duquesne incline. I'm like, no, I go to the Monongahela one every time I go to Pittsburgh. That's the one I like because you can see, you know, the rivers and yeah. and you get the entire city and all the stadiums in that photo. It's great. Yeah, fair enough. Fun fact: in my in my college career, my entire college career, I never rode the incline. That is a Pittsburgh thing I have not done. Dear Hawaii, I'm sorry that I made Haleakala 4,000 feet taller than it is. It's very late here and I am sleepy. Whatever. <laughs> Actually, don't fact check this. No, you know what? Uh, not only am I going to cut that out, yeah. I'm going to voice over your number originally. I'm going to make, make it something a lot bigger. It's well, okay. you know, what's, 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 what's Everest? 40,000 feet. What's, what's <laughs> Everest? Do it Do it like, like 10,000 feet smaller than Everest. There we go. That's no, honestly, right. bigger than Everest. <laughs> the highest point in the world is in Hawaii. Exactly. Perfect. That's right. Well, uh, if you measure from the bottom of the ocean, it is actually, actually one of the tallest mountains yeah. in the yeah. world. From the yeah. base. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You got to go from the base. Guys, I got some prime ACC slander for you. Okay. Miami's on the ACC regional network for a third time in a row. Good. Right. They Don't are burying Miami. Miami does not exist. Also, Miami, it's not slander if it's deserved. 
Miami at Virginia. Guys, let's take our favorite side here. Things I oh, enjoy here doing. Go. Let's here talk about what the ACC Network is showing instead of oh. this. Yeah, they are showing football this week. I love this. I love this. They are showing week. football this week. Are they? they yes, they are. There is an 11 a.m. kick on the ACC Network. Say you wake up at 6 a.m. like you do and you pop on the ACC Network. What are you going to see? Three-day weekend, Charlotteville. Jess Roy travels to ACC college towns and introduces fans to historic spots, popular restaurants, while giving viewers a taste of what the area has to offer. At 6.30, they're replaying ACC Traditions Pittsburgh. Tony Dorsett reflects on his legendary football career. Noted ACC player Tony Dorsett. Exactly. Along Along with Dan Marino. At 7 a.m., while you're making your breakfast, you get to watch a replay of last year's North Carolina versus Pittsburgh game. The Coastal Division leading number 21 Panthers host the Tar Heels. That was a fun one. I think we made a bunch of memes on that one. Like we had the Narduzzi, are you not entertained? And then it was the Mac Brown wearing the camouflage hoodie, like looking very sassy. In that one. And we did so many Mac Brown memes on that one. It was. It started pouring at the end and Pitt won it in overtime. And I kept getting alerts from my Apple Watch and my my heart rate was too high, even though I was sitting on my couch. I feel like the Narduzzi <laughs> Are You Not Entertained meme has become a dark portent. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is true. Actually, I'm gonna, I am going to bring that one back out this week. No! <laughs> at 10 a.m., we have the ACC Huddle with uh, analyst Mark Richt. I didn't realize Mark Richt's gig is now the ACC Network. It's been that pretty much since he retired. He's around a lot, actually. So the games, though, that this week that ACC Network is showing, not a bad set. 11 a.m., Georgia Tech versus Florida State. Seminoles try to snap a three-game slide as they host the Yellow Jackets for an ACC game. Georgia Tech has won the last two meetings. Oh, no. We're just going to leave that one. Let that breathe like like a fine nerve noir. So (laughs) they won in 2020. They won in 2015. That game was a banger. That was 22-16. That was in a very tr- different Georgia Tech. <laughs> it was, very different. was that the, the blocked that, field goal return for a touchdown? That was Miracle on Techwood Drive, yeah. I yeah, was in okay. college for that game, and I remember it in part because I, w- I lived in like a university apartment. I was watching it on cable, and when the blocked, f- or the blocked field goal or punt or whatever it was happened, I shrieked so loud that my roommate like freaked out. And then two <laughs> minutes later... I could hear the guys down the hall cheering and I like walked over and they were watching the game too, but they were streaming it. So they were behind. They needed to upgrade their internet. Yes. <laughs> so they're, so what I'm, what I'm seeing is Florida state is trying to look for, you know, a, a comeback game against, against Georgia tech. Also this, like this description is so slanderous. Cause the next thing it says, Florida state has fallen to ranked teams, Wake Forest, North Carolina state and Clemson by a combined 18 points. Way to just push that push that salt in the wound. Mm. So Ouch, yeah, Florida, Georgia Tech at Florida State at two thirty. We got Wake Forest versus Louisville, and then at seven p.m. Pitt versus North Carolina. That's not a bad. The number twenty-one Tar Heels try to tighten their hold on the Coastal Division as they host the Panthers. Pittsburgh has won two in a row over North Carolina, both by one score after a stretch where UNC had won six straight. Don't look at us. Don't oh, we're look looking. We're, we're looking. hideous. Don't look at us. We're looking. We're looking. Sorry, Pitt. We don't know what happened last week at Louisville. God. We don't know, but we're 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 very very curious. I, and Narduzzi is is really really confused me this year. Like he was just like, 
I think we said on the last pod, it was just like everybody that helped him to like the ACC title game is like, no, I don't need you anymore. Get out Honestly, of here. I, I genuinely don't think it's that. I actually really do not think it's that. Um, Mark Whipple's offenses until Kenny got really good were not particularly inspired. Nope. And I think switching to a more run heavy offense makes sense on paper with the tools that you have with Jordan Addison transferring and whatever. The problem is that Keaton Slovis is a now a Detmer front runner. Yeah, and he, he wasn't supposed he to be. He is on the yeah. He was supposed to be game manager style. Like okay, so we'll give Narduzzi the benefit of the of the doubt here. Toledo at Eastern Michigan, 11 a.m. on ESPNU. We're all back on the gray fields of Eastern Michigan. These are two top MAC teams, and this is our prelude to Tuesday Night Maction. We stuff that up next week, which I'm so excited about. Hey, yeah, November 1st, when November comes, the Maction returns. I, I'm hyped for this. Toledo, they they blew like a big lead against Buffalo. Eastern yeah. Michigan won a hard-fought game against Ball State. The, these two teams, I mean, they have a shot to both get to the MAC championship. So this should be really good. And I mean, I really like like Eastern Michigan's coach, uh, Chris Creighton. Like yeah. he's he's turned this program around. Like Eastern Michigan used to be kind of like a doormat in the Mac. Not and, kind of. They were the doormat of the Mac. Okay, I'm trying to be nice, man. No. Come on. They, uh, <laughs> they, like one bowl game in like 80 years bad. They were really Okay. Bad. All right. The California Bowl, which there's a shirt at home field, which is great. Uh, but yeah, again. I really, really, you know, I, I'm kind of a fan of uh, of Eastern Michigan and Toledo. These are both fun teams. So it should be a great game. And, again, it's on the gray field. Toledo wears, like, super bright colors, like bright blue, uh, light blue, yellow. It's going to just – it's going to mess Man, with your ca- eyes. Those camera guys are going to be so fucked trying to balance that Seriously, like, there's going to be gray. Like, Eastern Michigan is going to be gray and green. And then, like, Toledo is just going to be the brightest thing ever on that field. It's going to be great. The gray field has very Pleasantville energy. I'm sitting over here trying to Google whether or not you can use 3D glasses on black and white footage, just because I wonder what that would be like. Oh, God. You already wear glasses. You already probably have an astigmatism. You want to call, You want your eyeballs to get pulled in two different directions more so? It can't get worse. It's insane. <laughs> Missouri at South Carolina on the SEC network. Cause again, they're cowards and trying to hide this. Why do you feel weird about this one? Kamish? There's something about Missouri lately is they, they play these weird like crab in the bucket style games. That was the like, Vanderbilt game. The Vanderbilt game was very crab in the bucket. We didn't talk about it last week, but Vandy Mizzou no. was definitely crab in a bucket. It was serious. Like, like it's, they're always like within one possession and they're just, Nobody can pull away. Like the only game that was kind of like a blowout uh, against Missouri was like the Kansas State game to begin the year. They beat they beat up Louisiana Tech, which is I mean normal, but like anything in the SEC, Missouri's just been like crab in the bucket, just just pinching at you. Like they almost beat Georgia, they almost beat Florida. Uh, they almost uh, they, beat Georgia. Jesus. Yes, I forgot that about was that. Fun. It was. Yeah. So like they they I mean again they barely beat Vandy. I, I just have a weird feeling it's like the Mizzou, and then like South Carolina's kind of like riding high after finally beating A and M for the first time ever. Uh, so it's at South Carolina. It's not a night game. So if it was a night game, I probably have it. I just have a weird feeling about this game. It's just it just feels like something is gonna weird's gonna happen. I just don't know what it is. It's just a gut 
commissioner instinct here and your last I mean, instinct by the way was an Iowa win over Ohio State by like 10 to 6. So that was wrong. Yes. So, uh, no, it was 12-10. That was my projection. But uh, you got the 10 no, right. That you was got the, 10 right. I, I did. I did get one point. So so 50% credit there. I I failed. The other That's not how that works. That's not how so, that works it was at all. So weird. I mean, South Carolina could blow them out. Who knows? Well, and they're fighting to determine who the real Columbia is. So, oh, that yeah. is true. This is Columbia v. Columbia. Yep, this is the Battle of Columbia's. Can I interest anyone at Arizona State at Colorado, 630 on ESPNU? Yes. You win Colorado, you're here to hear first. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I, so, okay, Ooh. so I'm with you on this. I'm feeling this too. If this is going to be two win Colorado, I think they win this. Ooh, two win Colorado. Back to back home wins. For the Buffaloes. Uh, this one's great because it's not on the Pac-12 network. It's on ESPNU. Yeah. So so I'm I'm excited by that. I don't have to get like a Fubo TV trial to, to watch the last Colorado home game. Uh, or maybe I'd have to sign up for Sling TV. I, I'm running out of email addresses, but I'll, I'll just create another one. Who knows? Exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll use different cards. I have plenty of those. So, NordVPN, sponsor us. Yeah, NordVPN, sponsor us. That's what I'm using. That's right. You're, Lord VPN, you're North- when you when you ha- when you absolutely have to sign in for North Macedonia. That's right. Skopje is beautiful to this time of year. <laughs> what can we do to have Ralphie officially made one of the assistant coaches of Colorado? So so you think in your head, offensive line coach, right? Like that's what you're thinking in your head. It's a brand new Ralphie that she's tiny. <laughs> yeah, she oh is, yeah, this is a- this is a year of a brand new Ralphie. We're breaking in a baby. It's adorable. Yes. So she she has more like receivers coach energy this like time. That. Yeah. Thinking, I was thinking like special teams maybe. maybe okay. Yeah. Putting maybe Ralph, putting Ralphie on the punt return. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, the only yeah. time I've ever seen Ralphie in person, Ralphie nearly killed West Virginia's punter and like mad respect. I've never seen a mascot attempt murder before and it was very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is the best stupid sport. <laughs> it is the best stupid sport. It is the best sport. This is why we're sickos. Like, this stuff is so ridiculous. Does anyone have an opinion on the world's largest outdoor cocktail party this year? This game is go- I think the I think the show notes are absolutely right. Nothing good happens in Jacksonville. Uh, nothing normal happens in Jacksonville. This is going to get stupid, I think. And it is either going to get stupid in the way where this game is close, even though it shouldn't be, or Georgia is going to like drop a nuke on Florida and then Gainesville is going to explode. Yeah. And that will be stupid in a different way, but still stupid. This game has the potential to sort of be for the eyes, what it would be like to eat. I don't know, a couple dozen room temperature cocktail shrimp outside in Gainesville. (laughs) Yep. Do they do they open the pool in the Jag Stadium for this game? I don't know. Boy, they because should. I mean, I, I gotta imagine that there's there's a lot of jorts in the pool if yeah. that's happening. Oh yeah, oh yeah. How big is oh. the pool, and could you put an airboat in it? I mean, you can put an airboat in anything if you really try. If you really try, I think. In, I mean, it's 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 probably like half an end zone size. From what so, I so the answer is yes, or several jet yeah. ski. But I was gonna say jet ski is like. That's right. See do, see do in the end zone. Doing flips in the end zone, wearing jorts, watching this cocktail party. 
I just want to say at 1 p.m. Charlotte's playing Rice. I just want to say Rice is good this year and no one seems to notice because they're buried in Conference USA. Rice has been pretty fun. Their QB is a lot of fun because he's very Detmery. Rice is having a good year. Like I I am I am thoroughly on bullbound Rice at this point. Like it's rice, so no. I was just about to say when you say rice is good, is rice good good, or are they good in rice adjusted terms? They're good in rice adjusted terms. Okay, I respect that. They're four and three right now. They're four and three. That's that's very respectable for rice. They need need two more wins. And Charlotte just fired Healy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That just means they're playing with like angry interim coach energy, though. Yeah, has been something this year, and it's It's on the road though. Oh, it's in it's in Houston at it's historic Houston. at historic Rice Stadium. Partially condemned Rice Stadium. Partially I condemned feel. Rice Stadium. I feel like the top is it the top section. Oh yeah, of, no, it's it's, it's the it's the whole it's the whole upper deck. Yeah, it's the whole upper deck is condemned mm-hmm. and just basically okay. the lower. They haven't bowl. used it. They haven't used it in two decades, so it doesn't matter. Ticket price for Charlotte and Rice. Ooh, if it's good. Oh no, what am I doing this weekend? Oh no, my Houston, friends are, my Houston friends are coming to town. Damn it. They're coming Starting this way. Starting at $20. Vivian. $20. I have, I have 19 on SeatGeek. Okay. I think Face is probably cheaper than that. I yeah, was I, going to a Rice game when I was in Houston for a conference, and I was going to buy tickets from the university, and they were not expensive. I, I, I didn't if I, just, if I just walked up to Rice Stadium, I think the gates are just open. I could walk right into the stadium. I don't think so anyone would hassle me. There's there's two kind of Detmer darlings in here. So Charlotte's quarterback, uh, he has... Uh, 1,545 yards, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Uh, Rice's quarterback has uh, 1,485 yards, 13 TDs, and 10 interceptions. So He had a really good week last week. That was the problem. Because the week before, he's be the top of our list. TJ McMahon, right? Yes. Yeah. This should be TJ, fun. Also, shout out to our UTEP Bullbound Express. They, Mitsu's going to the Sun Belt. They need this win. They, got, they took care of FAU last week. They need Mitsu this week. The, the Sun Bowl, right? Let's say Sun Belt, Sun Bowl. They you go to the Sun Bowl. God, UTEP needs to be in the Sun Belt too. That's also a thing, but we'll get there. Or or Mountain West. I'm cool. Just I feel God, more get Mountain Westy for just them. Get them out of the fucking Conference USA. Like the Conference yeah. of Theseus is just not where they need to be. Get them the fuck out of there. We'll just I, add them to the Big Twelve. Nothing's real. <laughs> yeah, nothing's real. That's yeah, fine. Hey, it's up to UTEP's the been playing. Perfect. UTEP's been playing football longer than Central Florida has. Like, come on, UTEP's been around. UTEP's a legacy team. UTEP's They're, fun. I we can fun. You took the fun belt. You heard it here first. More fun belt bangers this week. Old Dominion going to Georgia State. Coastal at Marshall for teams trying to salvage a season on the NFL <laughs> Network. Can't wait to hear about <laughs> Tom Brady's divorce at halftime. <sighs> Coastal's not trying to salvage a season. They're six and one. They just lost one game. Can we talk about Marshall needing to salvage a season after beating Notre Dame in South Bend? <laughs> But Marshall just beat James Madison. I don't understand the Sun Belt East. It's no. great. It is so great. I love the Sun Belt East, and I'm so glad ULM is in the Sun Belt West. The Sun Belt East is they're just going to cannibalize each other, and it's going to be almost Big Ten Westy, but it's with an, actually it's a, fun teams. It's an Ouroboros of of Sun Belt. The Sun Belt is consuming itself, and it's beautiful to watch. The best part about this is that, like, clearly, no Sun Belt team is going to make the playoff. They're out of that discussion. Maybe no. you get a Sunbelt team in like the New York Six Bowls. Who cares? doesn't fucking matter. No. So let's have a great season where these great teams just eat each other alive for seven weeks. Everyone has fun. Everyone gets to play these close games. And at the end, we go, man, that was awesome. And we don't have to sit here wringing our hands about, oh, are they going to go undefeated? Who fucking cares? 
also South Alabama at Arkansas. Can the Jaguars bounce back? And I, I always like to just mention that Arkansas State. Sorry, not Arkansas. Arkansas State. Leave that in there too. Uh, South sure, Alabama playing the Razorbacks. You heard it first. That's right. South Alabama yeah, they're playing, playing Auburn and South Alabama at the same time. Same time. Same time. I just love Arkansas State. Like they're they're super serious for like a G five. They really are. They really. I mean, they have a waterfall in their damn stadium, man. You guys, when, I found, when I found that out, I was so excited because it's great. Seriously, they have it at like one of their end zones and it's just a waterfall and it's just going throughout the whole game. It has big like Cabela's lobby energy, but I'm Seriously. here for it. Yes. Like just yeah, give, it, me, give me some dead stuff deer to put in front of the, the waterfall oh, yeah. and then yeah, perfect. That's, per- that's perfect deer hunting country around there too. Like deer... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, seriously, they like. I'm sure the campus probably shuts down like ULM does when like duck season and deer season open. I mean, uh, it's basically an unofficial holiday in the state of Pennsylvania. For the longest time, deer season opened the Monday after Thanksgiving. School is closed here, like yep. all of them. Unless you're in Philly, all of the schools are closed Monday after Thanksgiving. Not for a travel day, but because half of the teachers are sitting out in the woods. I, I have been getting text messages for the last... 45 minutes now because apparently there's a black bear roaming my neighborhood. So that's how we roll. Fun. <laughs> okay. The first podcast with a mauling on, on, on audio. I'm excited. No, no, we're not. Stay safe, Beth. <laughs> uh, it's uh, fine. I have doors. <laughs> Kamish's son's favorite team is on by Bowling Green. Yeah. And ULM I, is also on a buy. So we got some of our favorite teams off this week. I just want to say like, I mean, Bowling Green, I, I miss you this week. But I think we'll see you on Maction on November first, so it's kind of a buy. But you know, we'll we'll definitely be checking you out on on Maction for sure. Uh, you know, Bowling Green has just been I, I, the four chaos, chaos incarnate. They're they're oh god, I love Bowling Green so much. It's ridiculous. Like I want to buy more Bowling Green shirts. They play on Wednesday, November second. They play against Western Michigan. So Western we Michigan go. is is three and five. Bowling Green is four and four. The matchup predictor on ESPN is is like forty eight point six to fifty one point four. That's a coin flip game. Insert sound uh, here. Don't 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 put that sound in here. Okay, make it really loud this time. Make it really Can we do loud. a different coin flip sound. I, who knows? Who cares? Uh, some of our quick FCS bangers for the week: Fordham at Holy Cross, twelve on ESPN Plus. This is gonna be a point fest. Both Fordham and Holy Cross have been scoring huge. Holy Cross has been a really great team this week this year. Excited for that. Big sky bangers. Montana at Weber State. We hope Weber State long snapper has gotten over his yips and can now snap the ball correctly. It's on ESPN2 and something called Cages? Cages? K-J-Z-Z? Cages? Coming to you live on Cages. That's that. That's what I'm seeing. Okay, so I just want to say that I clicked on, I, I typed in cages, <laughs> and first off, it is apparently a, uh, it is a Phoenix area jazz station from, uh, based out of Tempe. Uh, it's also a Salt Lake City news and weather place, and their front page, this cages out of Salt Lake, uh, their their headline right now that's on their main page is Queen Elizabeth II dies. <laughs> so it's been updated. <laughs> and I can't find anything else. So it's probably that one. 
the by the way the one uh the the one in phoenix is called k jazz but the one in salt lake city does not seem to have a pronunciation so it is cages we also have idaho at sacramento state two teams who are undefeated in the big sky going at it we also have game day this week at jackson state southern versus jackson state which is going to be an absolutely great game and i'm just pissed off that they're putting the game day game on espn3 where no one's going to see it they did that with the app state game too they did and that sucks this is bullshit (laughs) Like, it should be at least be on ESPN, too. At least. I don't know what... I mean, like, you go to game day and you show, you know, Southern at Jackson State. I mean, you need to at least put it on, like, ESPNU? Yeah. I, I mean, ESPN Plus? Not... No. no. Like, not streaming only. Like, it, like this is... If no, you're gonna, I mean, if You're going to say... Like, like it's this... not even on ESPN Plus. It's ESPN 3. It's better that it's on ESPN 3 because people who don't pay for ESPN plus will still be able to watch it. Like that's the thing. It is, it is more accessible than putting it on ESPN plus. It's not behind a paywall. If you have a regular, like if you have cable, if you have any ESPN, you're going to be able to see this game. So that's something, but like it absolutely should not be streaming. What is the point? Like the whole point of sending game day somewhere, especially to a school like this is to like, highlight and showcase it right Right. you're not highlighting and showcasing anything if it's on streaming yeah like shine the shine the spotlight on them wagner is going to central connecticut state they may get a second win we are very excited for them it's at 11 on something called nec front row i don't know what that is i don't know if you have to pay for it or not but that is it, that is a New England area RSN of some sort. Okay, so we will find a stream somewhere. And there is one more FBS, FCS game I have to talk about. Harvard at Dartmouth. It's Dartmouth homecoming. 1230 ESPN plus. Harvard can get fucked. Go green. This game, <laughs> hopefully, is going to be a massacre. Send those assholes back to Cambridge. I don't fucking care. Let's go, Buddy Tevens. Buddy Tevens. It's homecoming. This week, gonna light the fucking bonfire. You make the freshmen run around it while you scream at them. You roast marshmallows <laughs> in the embers of the bonfire afterwards. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Explain this. Like, the so freshmen a, run around bonfire. the bonfire and you just scream at them? Yeah. So what happens is that there, the tradition is that there's a bonfire and it's on the middle of the campus green. And what happens is the freshmen parade through town and then they come to the bonfire and you make a circle. There's an inner circle that's away from the bonfire. And then outside of that circle, there are the upperclassmen. And the freshmen are supposed to run around at the number of times whatever their graduating year is. So <laughs> I was at 06, for example. So I ran around at 106 times because the class of 00 didn't want to do zero times. So they did 100. And so these guys, I think now at this point, they're running around at just like 20 something times. And that's fine. They're allowed to do that. But okay. uh, the upperclassmen stand on the outside and scream at the freshmen as they run around it. And the freshmen try to hold hands and hold together. Some of the other... Uh, some of the clubs start trying to turn it around. Like you run one direction, but what happens is you start getting radiation burns on one side of your arm because those fires are really fucking hot. If you've never been a, re- a real bonfire, it starts giving you sunburn on an arm. So you have to turn around to get the other side too. And so they do that. And there's lots of drinking and lots of fun. Maybe Keggy the Keg shows up if you're real lucky. And then uh, after everyone goes home, you go buy uh, marshmallow stuff and you come make uh, s'mores on the embers. I'm just picturing rotisserie freshmen. Like all you said. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Basically. So anyways, go Dartmouth, go green. Not a great season so far. Going to make it back. Excited for this. We have our upcoming poll after this weekend, guys. We're doing our new Sickos poll. We'll have some new results, which will be awesome. 
since we record on since we record on Tuesdays, we're gonna have to start balancing out our maction with our recordings, which should be a lot of fun. Do live <laughs> updates during that. Like live maction updates while we're that's, podcasting. That's what everyone wants. Beth, do you have anything else on your heart, dear? Um, you know, my teal tomcats. Yes. May may finally break that home losing streak that has been going since another presidential administration. I think we're six and a half years and counting. So if only they can beat W and J, which they can't do, um, they they'll finally be able to snap that that losing streak. And maybe the people who are calling the game will actually know what the down and distance is at any point. (laughs) Yeah, the couple times I've watched, I've been very surprised at them just not knowing what a game is yep it's kind of delightful i like i imagine that they're just sort of aliens that someone has pulled in and like given them a two-second primer on football and then told them we have to call a game love it pick girl anything else in your heart uh robert morris is playing at app state so there is that uh go colonials go colonials they're one and seven don't get your hopes up oh never mind then Kamish, how you feeling? Anything else? So, uh, just really, just want to curious if Wagner can beat Central Connecticut State. Uh, Central Connecticut State has not won a game. Nope. Wagner would win two in a row. Central Connecticut State uh, will will fall to zero and eight. Um, and and then Long, who do they play? Long Island has to play Duquesne at Duquesne this week. Hey. Um, yeah, Duquesne's like two and five. If Duquesne can beat Long Island, Long Island falls to zero and eight. Then Central Connecticut State plays the Long Island Sharks, both 0 and 8 in another NEC I'm so excited. battle. I'm just those imagining so people, much, those things are so much fun. I'm just imagining people in my head chanting NEC, NEC, like SEC. That's what I'm kind of looking forward to. I, I Wagner to have a two-game winning streak, which would be fantastic for Wagner in their program. Central Connecticut State is has normally been better, but this year they seem to be down. Um, yeah. I do want to shout out the the one person in the Michael Myers costume at the Central Connecticut <laughs> Central Connecticut State game last week. <laughs> he was just standing in the aisle, and for me, I just imagine that you know the Michael Myers character was just like looking at the person, like, "Hey, you're in my seat," but you know Michael Myers doesn't really talk, so he's just standing there, like, "Hey, this is my ticket." You need to get out of my seat. Patient uh, Michael Myers. Patient Michael Myers. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm going to be watching the NEC a little bit this week. So uh, again, I'm very curious about that. I, I am fascinated with this league now. I, I in, feel like in the I, pocket NEC honk, Commissioner Escalante. NEC honk. I like that. NEC like, I mean, football. I'm, it means a lot, actually. It, it means some. <laughs> NEC football. It. it we play games (laughs) well everyone this has been delightful that's all we got for today we'll see everyone on the other side of the weekend and remember to listen to watch football on cages thank you so much